This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. This is Double Tap Canada. Welcome to Double Tap Canada, the show where blind people talk tech. Have your say. Call or text us at 844-971-1999. That's 844-971-1999. Tweet at Double Tap Canada. Find us on Facebook. Just search for Double Tap Canada. Now here's your favorite double tappers. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to uh, Double Tap Canada. It is I, Stephen Scott, back with you again this week. As I've said before, and I'll say it again, a moose loose about this hoose is not a good thing in Canada. Different in Scotland, it doesn't really mean very much here. Uh, the differences between the cultures, I guess. Uh, with us this week on our tech programme, it is a tech show, honest. Uh, I've got my co-host of Double Tap TV with me, it's Mark and Sean Preeson is shed in Manchester. Oh, where was the... I can't roll my eyes. Come on now. Oh, thank you. I'm good. How is everyone? You know, we're here. Okay. We're here. Are you okay, Sean? I was Sean? worried. Mm. Yes, I was, was I. worried. I heard rumours that Sean may not be on this week's show because he was busy digging up his yard for dog poop. <laughs> Not for dog poop, in spite of dog poop. Oh, it was, oh. You know when, when you walk in somewhere and nothing works? No internet. My shed was internetless. It was, oh, it was terrible. <laughs> Have we met? <laughs> <laughs> Every week I come into the studio, nothing works. So the, you know, five minutes before we hit the go button on this show, I say, Mark, I'm Mark, normally I'm normally it. smelling smoke wondering what's dead today, but I mean... <laughs> I wish I was smelling of smoke. No, I had to dig through the garden to find where the Ethernet cable had been chewed through by my dog. Uh, Your own dog did it. Yes, yes. It wasn't Every, even a- everyone's a critic. Your dog ate your internet. Your own dog. Honest. Dog. Oh. It's all wow. fixed now. It's beautiful. I'm, I'm I mean, connected. you're here. Okay, first you're question. Here, so I'm assuming yes. so. But, but, but first question, how did you fix it? That's what I want to know. Uh, I'd love to say that I did it, but I got a man in. Oh, I got a real man in. On. Well, I had to get an electrician because it was all chewed, so he patched it up somehow using magic screwdrivers. So, yeah, there's a patch there. So hopefully it'll <laughs> hold out. Screwdrivers. I don't know wow. how they do That's... it. <sighs> now, the question is, uh, when you got your internet connection, because it's for people who don't know, you're in your shed, and people think this is a joke. They think we make no, this no. up. You are in a shed. Yes, yes. I like to call it a lodge now because it sounds better. But oh, I see. No, it's definitely a garden shed. Uh, I've been thrown out well, of the I've house. Well, I've been in it. It's definitely a garden shed. <laughs> I'm too, I'm too uh, yeah, the family, the family can't handle you being in there, so they've kicked you yes. out, and um, you're in the shed. So what you've done is you've run a cable mm-hmm. from the house yeah. to your shed, so an internet cable. Did you just get an Amazon Basics 100-metre cable <laughs> and just stick it down in the garden and maybe throw some soil over it? in the hope that, you know, the garden would consume it There would be nothing wrong if I did do that. But no, I actually got an external grade Ethernet cable. So exactly for this purpose... What does that mean? Well, it's got a big, thick coat on it, plastic coat. So it should be impervious <laughs> to being chewed by a dog. But um, 
apparently not. Clearly not. No. Uh, I did run drain pipes all the way underneath flags and patios all the way up to the shed in order to run the pi- uh, the cable through it. Oh, wow. But, um, when I tried to actually pull the cable through, the string got caught and just stuck. So now um, I couldn't do that. So, yes, I've just nailed it to the fence running up to the shed. It works! Some so of the it's, time. Not even, it's not even elevated. It's literally ground level so your dog can just chew out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a beautiful Brilliant. and there's a beautiful drain conduit. There's a nice big pipe going from your house. Yes, to just the has shed. mice sliding through it like a water slide. Exactly. Or something. Okay. <laughs> so there's this beautiful protective cavity going from your home to your shed to run cables and have protective, you know, make sure your internet goes down. and It's just sitting there. Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm not going to dig everything up again. Forget it. It's fine. Look, it works. It, it doesn't matter. We're all going to be using satellite. F five G or something in, in a couple of months, it'd be great. Don't worry about it. I can't wait for satellite F five G. That's Thank the you. thing. Ooh, that's I'm so excited. I heard it's gonna be faster than than a conduit from a shed to a home Speed in Manchester. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Wow. Um, okay, well, that is a fascinating insight into the world of Sean Priest, which I have to say is not uncommon. That's good that he's this here, though. It's, I mean, weekly conversation. That's the, yeah. the good thing at the end Thank of the you, day. Thank you, Mark. Well, you say oh. that. Uh, we'll see what his contribution is, and then we'll make that decision. Uh, listen, I, I want to ask you, because uh, this I, I was going to bring up last week, and uh, I forgot. So, you know, what's new? Uh, but I wanted to ask you, Mark oh. Afalalalalo, Starlink. Yes. Oh, yes. Starlink. You're getting in. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm really trying to. The the way they're doing the rollout in uh, North America here is that you go to the Starlink website, you, you type in your address, and if you're eligible, meaning if you're in one of the areas that they need to beta test, uh, typically rural areas out in the middle of nowhere, then they'll send you a kit immediately. You pay $500 and, you, and you're off. Um, so I've signed up. I've, I've put my address in. I'm on a waiting list now. So it's first come, first serve in certain areas. So I've put a deposit down of $129, and I'm waiting uh, to see when I'll be chosen. And I've got a couple of their friends, too, who actually are in rural areas. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, for the rural areas, it's going to be great. I, I've seen, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a movie out there called uh, Independence Day. Yes, I've seen it. And uh, at the beginning of it, uh, satellites don't fare too well against this particular alien menace. Uh, and I just, I'm just wondering, are you thinking ahead on this? Are you going to have maybe a backup internet? Um, I, I think Starlink is the backup internet. <laughs> I um, can lay a cable across your garden there up to your um, yeah, office. I'm, yeah, I'm actually I'm actually looking more at the practicality of Starlink as a backup solution. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to see if they have some kind of alien protection program on it. I'm you not need sure. I, I think there's got to be some insurance on well, that. Well, surely. here's the thing. They plan on launching something to the effect of like 12,000, if not more, satellites for this constellation, the Starlink constellation, which will beam internet down to absolutely everywhere on Earth. So I, I assume that, I mean, I mean, unless the aliens are coming from all, all, all corners, there's mm. got to be... Well, there will be. Well, there's got to be one or two that... <laughs> there's got to be one or two. We're actually having this conversation. I like how, how uh, contemporary we are, talking about Independence Day. I mean, when did that movie come out, Stephen Scott? I have to say, I do like my cultural references. Was it to even the, in 2000 uh, something, or was it like 19 something? I think that it was 1990 something, probably. Uh, yeah. I mean, put it this way: they had a PowerBook 540C in it that saved the world. Um, I should, oh, well. you know, this is how that's why you I am about it. that. I do. That's exactly 19, what I remember because I, I had that laptop. 1996, guys. It came out. There in you go. You know what? That's when I had for it. 1996. That movie was way ahead of its time in terms of uh, in terms of graphics, and and I read that was a great movie. And I know that the bit where the the White House gets blown up, 
And also, I think the Empire State Building gets blown up. These are just little models. Yeah, they're miniatures. This is the great thing about some of these movies is that you go back now and you look at how they were made. Mm. And you're like, oh, you really, wow, that that's it? It was just a toy house? I know. It was a Barbie dream house turned into the White House. <laughs> but, they, but they had like one go at it. This guy who'd spent yeah, yeah. ages getting this to look exactly like the White House and then they blow up and then, of course, you know, someone says, oh, you want me to hit record now? You know, that kind of thing goes on. And, Can you imagine um, today they would just 3D print like 700 versions of them and blow it up 800 times? Like, oh, no, we didn't get enough explosion that time. Let's blow this one up again. Just for the fun of it. Uh, it was just uh, such a so, brilliant, such a brilliant film. Starlink. What's mm. the what's the speed of a satellite uh, internet link like that? So they're they're getting speeds of it seems up to about 130, 140 meg downloads. That's cool. Um, and speeds of up to fifty up. Yep. With late latency around thirty milliseconds. That's exactly what I want now. To, and we're supposed to see up to gigabit speeds when the full constellation is up. Uh, up to gigabit download speeds and latency should drop to below 20. Wow. Wow. It's pretty decent. I mean, I'm still trying to get my gigabit internet in, but there's a virus out there. (laughs) Uh, Not an alien menace, although you could argue, uh, but that's what's stopping me getting gigabit. The guy has come, he's, he's come so far as to put the cable, he's dragged it from the street to the house. The Another guy came and connected the cable from the street that's, that's been pulled in uh, to my house, that cable is now connected to a box, and then the next part of the job is for someone to take the cable from the box and drill it in through house. to my house. Well, it's a three-man job, Stephen, obviously. <sighs> Clearly. That cable is uh, hard work. You know, it, I think it was in China, after the pandemic started, they had built hundreds and hundreds of houses for people to quarantine in, in like 10 days. In this country, it takes five months to get a cable <laughs> from the street that's already, you know, tracked out, plugged in. I mean, that's where we are in this country. Well, that's 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 the joke, eh? I mean, you look at you look at some of these videos, for example, of sinkholes that appear in the middle of a city, yeah. you know, in a corner street, major intersection, a sinkhole shows up. If that were Canada, if that were the U.S., if that were Scotland or the U.K., that'd be what a month worth of work to fill that up and close it up and pave the road. In Japan, it's twenty-four well, hours. Exactly, exactly that happened. There was a, there was a an earthquake in Japan, I think it was, and there was a famous picture of the road split in two. And it was fixed in seven days. Now, where I live, uh, there's a a tunnel that connects one side of the the river to the other, and it had to be closed for a minor repair that took eight weeks. I mean, it just says all, you know. It's ridiculous. Oh, people don't know they're born, etc. We sounding old here? Yes. Come on. <clears throat> Probably. Uh, look, uh, well, what are you talking about Independence Day 1980? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's our film old. reference level. So, yeah, you know, exactly. what does that tell you? I uh, still haven't watched Star Wars, by the way. Just an update on that. That's now uh, 39 years since I've ever watched a Star Wars movie. And uh, so it continues. Uh, listen, I've... I didn't realise we were counting. Uh, well, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I care. clearly am caring uh, and counting. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's talk about something about me, because I'd rather talk about me. Uh, it's far more exciting. Um, I want to bring up a subject. I've got in my possession some MP3 files that I would like to be able to listen to on my Echo Dot. Now, these aren't, you know, these aren't music files. These are files, um, audio files that I want to listen to. Um, but they're not available on a stream, so I can't go and get them elsewhere. I can't go onto Spotify or Amazon Music or you know whatever and play them. These are files I have that I want to listen to. But the question is, how do I get them 
onto my Echo Dot because well, can, there's no easy way to do this from my understanding. Can't you, um, do, if you have Apple Music linked to your Echo and you have your your personal music library available on Apple Music, wouldn't you be able to stream that on your Echo? Oh, he's good. He's right. Well, I'm thinking. I don't even know if that's true. I've never actually tried that because yeah. I just play music and it comes through. But I, I know I have my own personal library synced up with iTunes Match or whatever they call it these days. Well, see, that's the problem, right? So I thought that what would happen is it would actually look at the, what you've uploaded and it would say, well, we'll just match that online. We're not going to – you know, the physical file that's on your computer is not what plays through your Echo, I would imagine. It's giving you a streamed version of that file. That's my take on it. So, you know, for that reason, that wouldn't work because, I mean, for you know, I, I've got, it's, it's basically a ton of audio files that I've got, <clears throat> old radio shows, old stuff that I like, and I just want to listen to them whenever I want. And if I upload that to Apple Music, will it even know what to do with them? Uh, and would that make that available on the Echo? I don't know. But anyway, I got Stop into so looking confusing. at this. Well, I got into this because I, I really want to do this, and I think this must be possible. So I found a couple of things. Sean found one. Last night, actually, he found this one. I hadn't heard of this one. Um, what's it? Soundstream is the one you found? Soundstream. Yeah, I keep calling it something else, but I think it's called Soundstream. And it's a, a skill. And uh, like everything else like this, there's also, also a website you need to register on. Yeah, you've got to, you, you got to sort of create an account with the the Soundstream, Soundstream people. Soundstream, that'd be a different site. <laughs> yeah. um, but Soundstream people, you've got to link that up uh, with your Amazon Echo account through your Amazon account and then at that point you're able to to uh, listen to the files that you want but interestingly those files can be located with that service and also uh, one called mypod which is well worth knowing about uh, i looked into this as well got to pay a little bit for it it's not a huge amount it's like four or five bucks a, a month you can pay a month a yearly if you want uh, and you know you can pay for an amount of storage i think it's 16 gig is the top amount of storage now you're talking mp3 files here so not huge files so 16 gig would give you a fair amount of space. But you can also yeah. use your Dropbox space if you want as well. And you can actually Ooh. link all up together. So you can have your files on your Dropbox, point your MyPod at that folder, and then stream that to your Amazon Echo. Yeah, which seems fantastic. The thing, the difference between MyPod and SoundStream is that with MyPod, you can make those files public as well. So mm. if you set your, whatever it is, your Dropbox files up, and make it public, I can say here out to my Echo, you know, ask my pod to play whatever you call it, Stephen's Files. And I'll be able to listen to it as well, just like it was a you know a universal podcast or radio show. Uh, you can't do that on Soundstream. Soundstream, you need to have the files linked on your own Dropbox or mm -hmm. wherever. Um, but that, I mean, my pod seems like the perfect, um, perfect answer. So that's my solution. I'm, I'm going to check it out over the next week and try it out. I mean, I know for a fact that MyPod is a fairly accessible site to get through to sign up. Uh, and once the skill is, is set up, you're just pointing towards uh, your Dropbox folder. Because really, that's what I'm looking for. I just I would love to just drop files into a Dropbox folder or anywhere, really. I mean, it doesn't have to be Dropbox. You could want, use OneDrive or many other cloud-based systems. I think that's the key, though. The audio has to be in the cloud somewhere. So... Yeah, because your your echo can't you can't just load a pile of MP3s onto an echo and just play them. Uh, it doesn't work like that. So you have to be able to give it some cloud storage, some some point in the cloud to look at. And uh, I there think you it's go. Google Drive or Dropbox. They both support, I, I believe. I think MyPod uh, does OneDrive as well. 
a few. Ah, right. Oh, that's cool. The, the only thing is with my pod is if you've got a load of files, hundreds and hundreds, you've got to get the Dropbox link or whatever link for each of those files. Go to the website, put it in there. Oh, wow. That's awful. Uh, that could be hard work. You can't yeah. choose a folder, I guess? I, I, well, not that I could tell. Um, that would make sense. You can on SoundStream. You just uh, point. It, you just say actually to the Echo. It, it creates a SoundStream folder in what your about, Dropbox. What about you using something like SoundCloud? Oh yeah, I don't know. Never could you maybe one. just uh, uploaded the SoundCloud and access your files that way? Um, yeah, possibly. I, again, some of the files I wouldn't necessarily want them to be in a public space. So. Oof. <laughs> this sounds so dodgy, doesn't it? It's like, well, what are these I know where this direction's going now. <laughs> Stephen Scott after dark. Um, it's just a collection of my voice. I'm just going to listen to it endlessly um, to help me get to sleep Gross. at night. Um, you know what? There's a lot of people who I'm sure would love to fall asleep to your dulcet. Tones. I'm sure they would, and many, many have. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's an interesting idea. You know, I mean, it's one of these things. And if people have got an idea, please feed back to us on this because I think it'd be. Really interesting to try this. Now, I'm going to try it this week. I think the MyPod is, is closest. SoundStream sounds a bit better in some ways. You've Have you set it up at all, Sean? I don't, no, I haven't gone through the website. I don't know if the website is accessible yet. I've just watched the how-tos and the guides, and I've installed the skill or enabled the skill. So, yeah, I'll try it out this weekend as well and see how it works. Mm, okay. Well, look, we've got lots to talk about uh, as well because we've got lots of news to focus on. Apparently, Facebook are building a new smartwatch. We're going to talk about that. Uh, also, you don't have to pay for Microsoft Office anymore, apparently. And big question of the day. Do you plan to keep your Apple TV Plus subscription after the free trial periods? We're going to get into that on Double Tap Canada. Keep your feedback coming. Details on the way. If you love Double Tap Canada, why not check out Double Tap TV with Stephen Scott and Marka Flalo every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. The latest tech news, hands-on reviews, exclusive interviews, accessible to all. Find out more at ami.ca slash Double Tap. This is Double Tap Canada. We'll be back in a moment. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now back to the show. Yeah, do keep your feedback coming in. And if you have tried uh, getting any personal files onto your Echo Dot, then uh, you can do that. A lot of people do it with audiobooks. You know, they maybe get their audiobooks from their own local library here in Canada. It would be Sila. Uh, and of course, you could get them from the RNIB in the UK and other places. And when you get your audiobooks, sometimes those just you can't listen to them anywhere else. You have to listen to them on your phone or whatever. And some people want to listen on their, uh, you know, Echo Dot, which I think makes a lot of sense. But how do you do it? Well, we're talking about uh, MyPod and SoundStream, but maybe you've tried something better. Get in touch with us. Feedback at ami.ca. 1-844-971-1999 is the number if you want to drop us a voice message. So Facebook guys are apparently building their own smartwatch. Interesting. Mm, I'm intrigued about this one, actually. What does, what does this are mean? You? A third? Yeah, well, this is a third. Well, I say third in the, in, in the space. It's not really because it is running Google's Wear OS. But yeah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> See, now, look, when, when it's any, any company announces a smartwatch, it is a bit of a, uh, okay. It used to be so exciting before they actually existed, but now we've got them. It's like, yeah, they, they don't do a huge amount, I guess. But um, actually, this does sound cool, strictly because of the messaging 
capabilities because Facebook Messenger and, of course, WhatsApp, if you don't care about your privacy, obviously. Um, I think this could be make this really popular. I'd, I'd be really good, uh, really interested in this because the Apple Watch doesn't support WhatsApp, and I hate that. Yeah, that's right. Um, apparently, the watch is going to be focused on its own suite of apps, uh, Instagram, Messenger, WhatsApp. You'll like this one, right. Mark. It's going to inter- integrate with apps like uh, Peloton as well. Oh, interesting. Um, they're not connected, are they? Facebook, Peloton? Not really. No, no, no. But no, it does make sense. Anything. I mean, you know, you think of the other people who use that will, will love that kind of integration. And obviously, they're going to have some exclusive partners to get this underway. I've got to say, this is adding on to some already interesting hardware. We've got the Facebook portal at the moment. What else do they have? They've got the... What's the other thing? You've got think? the Oculus. Okay, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course, right? Yeah. Uh, the Oculus Quest 2, um, which is, is obviously their VR headset. Uh, this would be the third piece of hardware to come from them. I've got to say, from an accessibility point of view, just to say this up front, you know, the Facebook portal is incredibly accessible, much better than I thought it would ever be. And that's running Google's operating system, a version of its of Android that it's running. And it's running really well. I, w- I was really impressed. Um, the VR headset, it doesn't have a lot of accessibility in, in terms of top back or anything in it because of the nature of the system. But, you know, if you've got a little bit of vision, you can enjoy it to some degree. Uh, this smartwatch, it's going to probably have a decent amount of power in it. That's the key. I've been playing a bit with the Tick Watch Pro. Uh, we're doing this. I'm actually, uh, it's all for research, obviously, because I would never buy this thing. Um, but I, I was playing with it for the... <laughs> Ringing um, endorsement there. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm not going to buy the thing, but, you know, well, I wouldn't because I'm, not, I'm an, I'm it's an actually, Apple guy. It's actually quite a good watch, by it the is, way. Yeah. I, I, yeah, oh, you, you, I don't know how much you've played with it, but, I mean, this is one of these watches that last you know, almost weeks at a time because it's got a two-layer screen. You've got a regular screen mm-hmm. on the bottom, which is, you know, your color interactive round display, and then you've got an LCD screen on top. It's like your so Casio. When, yeah, exactly. So when the watch goes dark and when you're not using it, you could still see the time and see the date and see the seconds tick away. It's quite interesting. Does it speak the time when it's not? It does. On? Okay. Well, it does. Well, it does. I mean, it, you you can no. use the you can use top back to to get because as soon as you touch the screen, that uh, that screen disappears and your other screen turns ah, up. Right. So you. you know okay. that gets that gets around that problem. But no, it's, it's a great watch and it's very powerful. Uh, it's decent when it comes to accessibility. I'm still not loving it the same way I love my Apple Watch. However, uh, I think if you try and just forget about the Apple Watch for five minutes, it's not a bad a bad watch. And I will say, I don't know how you found it, Mark, but I think it's just a better built smartwatch as well it just feels quite nice um yeah i I agree i think it's definitely sturdier in the hands it's very uh it's not more like a watch it doesn't feel cheap it feels like Mm -hmm. a timepiece it's a it's it's a nice rich feeling watch it's the kind of thing you'd wear uh it's it's nice I, i i would i would walk around with this on and i do quite like it i just need to spend a bit more time with it and really get used to the way that TalkBack works on it. It just doesn't feel as intuitive as perhaps it could be. But then again, I'm not using Android every day, so I can't really get into, you know, the, the fairness of that. I think using it without TalkBack is, in your case, Mark, you're going to find it. It's probably great. You know, I mean, that's actually an interesting question. Is it? Do you think as responsive as the Apple Watch in comparison? Um, it's you know what I'd love to say it's like comparing apples with apples, but I think they're very different experiences. The Apple Watch is such a unique operating system that is unique yet familiar at the same time because of iOS, mm. whereas these Wear OS and, and these Android platforms are just such a departure from 
the regular Android operating system that it's hard to really, it's hard to really kind of put my you know toe on it. it. It's it's confusing at first to figure out where things are, but once you do understand where things are, then it's easier to find. If that's a good way to explain it. I mean, it's interesting. This smartwatch is going to come with Google's app, uh, Android operating system in, but there are reports that Facebook will create their own operating system. They've not. Uh, said anything about this when they were questioned by the the source of this article, the independent newspaper in the UK. Um, that's that would be interesting to see if they go down their own route because then that does raise the question: Would accessibility even come into it? Uh, whereas with Google, we know that already we saw it through uh, the Oculus Quest to some degree, but certainly the Facebook portal accessibility settings in there working really well. You know, not just working, but working really well. So we shall see. But I think you know your points. Sean, I think that there's a lot of people uh, looking at WhatsApp, maybe coming back to WhatsApp. I mean, Signal had a bit of a burst of excitement for a while, and then, I don't know, it seems to fade away. Yeah, no one's worried anymore. We realise we're being tracked wherever we go. I don't think people care. WhatsApp just works so well. It's a really good app. (laughs) It really is a good app. It is, yeah. Uh, And, you know, a lot of blind people are using it. I know that because, you know, we we, all of us communicate on it. And, you know, it's a really... And because, because of that voice message thing... Uh, it's good. I, I'd love to see, and I, re- I was really excited when I got my M1 MacBook that I could, you know, use my WhatsApp app on my Mac. That would have been oh, I Nirvana. Didn't even think about that. But Facebook pulled all their apps. They pulled Facebook. They pulled <sighs> Instagram Messenger. All these other apps, uh, which was really annoying. I guess they're probably pulling them because the experience is not great at the moment, and they're going to update them. Um, make it better. Yeah, yeah I think that's probably fair. It. Yeah. <laughs> see these watches, though, right? I, I, I love my my Apple Watch, but I'm not entirely sure why. It's, yeah, it's the same. It's it's there. So, does it just purely come down to the ecosystem? It's all these companies wanting to lock us in, right? Mm-hmm. Apple, but, the Apple Watch. Here's a question for you, though. You yeah. know, you wear your Apple Watch every day. I do. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I forget okay, to put well, it on. You know, Sometimes. Okay, when you wear your Apple Watch, what do you find yourself using it for? Other than just notifications. <laughs> notifications. Notifications. <laughs> like, do you ever use emails. anything else on it? Um, the fitness things. You know, hey, I'm going out for a walk. I might as well try and yeah. make it count to my Okay, so steps. once a quarter you get to do that. Next. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yesterday, yesterday when he was uh, digging up his garden with his hands. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think they have a feature for picking oh, up dog poop. That. Oh, right, okay. That's not a workout. Okay. No, but I mean, like I, I, you know, I try to use, I try to use it for different things. I answer calls on it if my phone's not around, and I find that experience to still be not great. Um, I try to set the timer with it when I'm out barbecuing, for example, and I find that my phone is responding quicker than the watch does. Yes, um, interesting. You know, when I when I lift it, it's supposed to you know lift to wake, and you're supposed to just start talking to it. But I find that my my phone listens way better across the room than my watch does. Um, in terms of apps, I mean. I have a full whole set, you know, set up smart home, but I I find that it just it's still not responsive enough. Sometimes the apps aren't responsive enough to make it a quicker shortcut than just using my phone. Yeah, they they yeah. still have this problem where you have to still go back to the phone to do something. I mean, for us, for Sean and I, and for the group, when we use WhatsApp, for example, whenever you get a WhatsApp audio message, that means you got to go to your phone to listen to it. And then respond. So all it's doing is telling me something's happened. And more often than not, I'm getting endless news announcements, you know, some breaking news that, you know, someone's died or, you know, some 
thing terrible's happened in the world. And Cheery, of course, yeah. we've only, well, we've only, well, that's, that's breaking news, right? It's never going to be, oh, the world's lovely and everything's happy and oh, you've won a million pounds. Be. You know, it's never, never going to be that. Or breathe. That's what I get a lot. Breathe. Breathe more. Oh, yeah, I've breathe, just turned that hand washing stand, detention off. Stand up. Uh, I, I, is, I don't know if I'll buy a new one. I don't know if I'm going to buy a new Apple Watch because honestly, I. Any smartwatch you will. at the moment. Well, I don't know. I honestly and then, don't know. And here's the funniest thing is that not only do I have this watch on my hand and do I get every single generation, but I've got the cellular version and I pay for a plan. Yeah, me too. It's active so that in the eventuality that I one day walk out of the house without my phone, I can still make phone calls or still receive calls. Has it's never happened? happened. No, no, of course exactly. not. It's never happened. We've always got our phone. We're trained to look for the phone before we leave. If anything. my phone is not on me, I don't leave. The, it's like it's like a magnet, right? It's like a proximity warning. Exactly. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, my phone's not on me. I better go back and get that before I go anywhere in the world. Well, it's funny. Um, I had this occasion where I'd gone to the store and I didn't have my phone with me yet, but I had the watch on. And I thought, oh, I bet I've, I've, bet I've left my wallet. And I did. I'd left my wallet in the car, the, the person who had driven me to the shop. And I thought, well, I could just nip back out, but I've got my watch, right? So I've got Apple Pay. So I get to the, the checkout and I'm, everything goes through and the woman says it's £20 or whatever it is. And I said, right, hang on. And I go to my watch, pull up Apple Pay. You've not set up Apple Pay yet. Oh, come on. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I did, but, you know, obviously something's happened. It's, re- it's replaced the card or something's happened. You know, just forgotten about it. And you know, it wasn't it wasn't there for me, and I just thought, oh, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know if I need I it. To- you know, I, I totally forgot about Apple Pay though. I got to say, that is it is great. The main yeah, use great. for my watch, especially now I'm wearing a mask all the time because you know, you've got to enter a passcode to unlock your oh, phone. Oh yeah, whereas Not your, for long. your watch is always yeah, well yeah, but your watch is always unlocked. So it's just double tap on the side button, and you're paid. It, Again, it's great. You know, but again, I also find it funny that, you know, I still go to my phone quicker than I go to my watch. And I think it yeah. is, if I double check on my, yeah, I have, I have Apple Pay set up on my watch. So it's, I should start using it more there because I think that's where I'll probably start, you know, coming into its own. But that being said, other companies and, and the Google watches have that support as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Google Pay, you've got other options. It's not, you don't just have to use Apple Pay. So we're not making a very compelling story. No, I know, here, I know. But, yeah. but, but as, I think it's, as it, I said, though. Sorry, Stephen. As I said, I wouldn't. If if this was the first hardware product Facebook brought out, I wouldn't be that interested. Mm. Um, but because of the portal and the great job they did with that, actually, yeah, I'm quite interested to see how they do with this one. I've, I've got a little bit of faith in Facebook. Which so you is think it's it's a, it's a messaging thing? You think that's what it ends up being? It's got to yeah. be with Facebook, yeah, doesn't it? The amount of people that use Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp, I think actually that could be a selling point. On its own, of course, you've got the health tracking thing, but everything's got health tracking. But that's its USP, isn't it? That WhatsApp. Yeah. I think that could be really cool. Did uh, Did Facebook ever come out with a phone? Oh, no, that's Wasn't a there one time when they came out with, there was some kind of Facebook phone or talk about it um, a long time ago, probably it like six, seven years ago. I'm, it rings a bell as well, but, but you know, I almost see them maybe going down this this route again, maybe kind of the way Google has another hardware manufacturer building stuff for them. Because it's the only way they're going to be able to sidestep all these "quote unquote" privacy concerns they have right, yeah. um, with tracking you. You know, it's 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 quite funny. I saw something on the weekend. Someone tweeted, um, I think it was Walt Mossberg um, tweeted this. This it was the notification that's going to come up on our phones and our iPhones that basically says, "Do you want to allow this app to track your data?" You know, it and it, and his quote was, "Is this warning what Facebook is so worried about?" Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, probably. Yeah. They're lobbying. They're campaigning. They're spending millions of dollars to try and convince people that Apple is is taking away some kind of rights. When really, at the end of the day, all that's happening is Apple is giving us the choice to, you know, choose whether or not Facebook can feed us all this garbage all the time. And not only Facebook, any other app that's tracking us and tracking your your spending habits and your search and history, and and they're so up at arms and they can't, of course, come out and say, oh well, we. We don't have a business if we can't do this. So they can yeah. just go ahead and blame somebody? Well, I mean, there's two sides <laughs> to this, right? Because you've got, on one hand, you've got the Facebook people who get very upset because they learn that a friend of theirs who they maybe don't speak to anymore has seen a picture of them. But they've put that picture up into that space. It's a public space. That's a very different conversation to data being taken from you that you're even unaware of, even being available to any other company, even Facebook. I mean, data, health data, for example, other information which has been going through other apps, going through other uh, channels to get to, to other companies. And that's that's worrying. So, yeah, I think Apple are doing the right thing here. Uh, I think Facebook has done enough to destroy society. So, you know, it's probably, Oof. well, you know, let's be honest. I, lo- I love how they point the finger at other people to try and take the detract the attention away from themselves mm. and all they're doing is bringing more attention to what they're doing yeah yeah like but no one again, else cares no one else is reacting no one's like like oh okay i mean sorry but this is what's happening but does yeah well exactly it's a bit like when trump said he could shoot someone out in the middle of the street i mean you know what do facebook need to do that people say you know what i'm not going to use well, it. unfortunately trump proved that to be true um exactly yeah. and so, so do facebook yeah, exactly. I, you know, I think at the end of the day, Facebook, the Facebook generation is um, is dwindling away. You know, there are not many new users signing up to Facebook as there was four or five years ago. If you look at the younger generation, and mm. I look at my kids, they don't care about Facebook. No, my son's on Discord to chat with friends. Yes, my exactly. daughter, my daughter is. You know, she wants TikTok. I haven't let her use it, but I mean, they're using Messenger. They're using, um, you know, TikTok. They're using Instagram. How old are your kids, uh, Mark? Eight and eleven. Yes, it's a different. In that generation is totally teen, different. The teen generation, Facebook, what? <laughs> you know, they, <laughs> exactly. they really they don't they they chat with each other on Snapchat. That's their main form of communication amongst friends. Yeah. And they use TikTok and Instagram. That's it. No, but yeah, Facebook but they is force not even people to use it. Look at the Oculus Rift uh, and, and the Quest. You know, you can't use it unless you get Facebook. So, in one way or or the other, people have got to use Facebook, even if they don't use it for social, you know, interaction. I think I think the age of people buying the Oculus Quest are maybe a little bit older. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think that. I don't think yeah. it's young people necessarily. Probably. Very young people, anyway. Um, Anyway, if you want to buy a, a Facebook smartwatch that will you know, track every single thing you do and then sell it to someone else, then go for it. Uh, if not, don't. Uh, I think that's your options. I'm pretty sure there's <laughs> well like, options available to you. Um, listen, speaking of spending money, uh, because, you know, one thing that's irritated me for a long time is, you know, I don't know about you guys, I used to, uh, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'll say it anyway. You know, there was a time when, you know, a guy could get you a copy of Microsoft Office quite easily <gasps> on a CD and, you know, no. the, the serial number would be written on the, the CD and all that. And no. That used to go around the offices and all the rest. Shocking. Oof. Of course, businesses didn't use it. We're talking about personal stuff here. Of course. And then the online activation came into play and that, and that made killed it a little it. bit more difficult. Yeah. Well, well yeah, yeah, yeah. Run the patch. Yeah, right. well, yeah. Uh, every time my hardware changed, I seemed to be able to get a new activation. Which is why I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> all uh, feedback to Mark at, uh, yeah. No, but Microsoft apparently have confirmed a replacement Placement for Office 2019 with a perpetual license that will arrive later this year. 
So, you know, they're saying that, and this is, of course, a time when subscriptions are everywhere. Everything has a subscription. I think I told you about the time I downloaded a, a wallpaper app and it wanted seven ninety nine a week. Oh, my God. A week. A week. <laughs> I mean, come wow. on. Um, but this is a new version, or I don't know if it's a new version of... It is. It's, it's, is for, it? it's, it's, it's Office 2021. Right. It's going to be called or Office two. 2021. No, 2021 for now. Okay. Uh, they might change it depending on when it's actually released, but it's going to be, you know, this is, you know, every... Every every ever since subscription models came out, people were complaining about it. There's always people complaining, saying, "Oh, we don't want to have to continue to pay. I want to own it. I want to own it." So this is the answer to that. You know, if you want to own it, no problem. But you're not going to get as frequent as updates as the people who have a subscription model. And I imagine probably not the same feature set either. Well, they'll, they'll probably they'll, they'll be some kind of differentiating you know factor that says this is totally different. And when are we getting why? Why? You you did that in a tone of mocking then, Mark, but why? What's wrong with that? Because 2019 was the last one you can actually buy a copy of and you don't have a subscription. They got Office 365 and all that where you you pay a monthly subscription. Why can't those two have the same amount of updates? That's that's a business decision, isn't it? It's totally a business decision. It's basically if you're going to pay monthly, you're going to get something better than the people who are just going to pay once yeah. and expect to use this the same as everybody else. You know, it's, that's it's the model now. That's the way everything you know, works. That's you know, you're going to get not. It's not going to be a dumbed down version, but it's going to be update as of when it comes out. And if you're going to want an update down the road, you're going to have to buy an update. Yeah, but people aren't paying twenty bucks for this um, perpetual license. Here, we're talking. Well, I don't know how they haven't announced the price for this one yet, but it's going to be at least a hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars. Yeah, this is just ridiculous. Uh, this is nonsense, uh, and this is where Apple get it right. And I know here, oh, here we go again. But honestly, <sighs> Apple. Your operating system is free. Your uh, software, if you want to use, like Pages, Keynote, Numbers, that's all free. Um, you know, they, they just build it into the system. You've got iMovie on there. You've got Photos. Your basic apps to get you started are free. What Microsoft have tried to do and not done very well, I think, is try and sell you a series of subscriptions. Uh, and also, you know, with Windows, I still don't really understand the whole Windows thing. It's like it feels like once you're in, once you've paid at the door, You've got it for the rest of your life. But if you're, say, on Windows 7 at the moment, if you're still on Windows 7 or Windows XP, then you would have to pay to upgrade. And I just, I don't get all that. I'm just like, why not just get everybody on Windows 10 and just give it to people? And just, you know, obviously you want to create subscriptions through that. Fine. That's what, I mean, Apple have done that through the Apple One subscription, which gives you more access to more things. So more music or more TV or fitness or whatever it might be. I just think the services model is just a bit all over the place. I mean, you know, even trying to upgrade an account or add an account, as we were doing this week, Mark, with the Microsoft account, you know, you're trying to add things and you've got bills coming out all over the place, things that don't even make sense. Different yeah, it's a little bit of a mess. Standards about, you know, <laughs> office versus home versus business standard versus business standard pro versus business standard the best ever. I mean, come on. Just, you know, how many people are involved in this <laughs> to decide this mess? You know what? It, it really, if you if you look back into the DNA of Office and Exchange and all these services and software, uh, it's all been, it's all been not, I wouldn't say Band-Aid work, mm. but it's all been built on top of built, on top of SharePoint, on top of this. And yes, it's all nice and pretty and new, but it's all still built on top of this old Windows Server architecture. And unless those things are completely redone from the ground up, where they, you know, are not archaic anymore, you're not going to have this confusion. And and that's one of the challenges. Yeah, one of the things I loved this week was I was trying to help someone with their technical issue. And I said, go into um, Device Manager. 
And they pulled up what was through the new control panel, what would be device manager. But I was like, no, 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 you can get to the original device manager. It's still there. You know, the original one in the same with the sound settings. There's like the Windows 10 version of sound settings. And then there's the standard one, you know, the old one with the tabs for the playback and recording. It's just, you know, it's such a weird system in that way. And I know that I feel at some point somebody has to say we've got to start fresh. I mean, that's what Apple have done with the M1. They've just said, right, we're starting again. And that's why the experience has been so good on that platform, because they haven't tried to just bring along the legacy. It just seems to me legacy is Microsoft's biggest problem. Well, ent- enterprise is, is their bread and butter, right? And and yeah. they need that backwards compatibility. So they're sort of stuck. Boring. Just Sorry. fix it. Fix it. Uh, subscription models. We can have that argument all day long, though, can't we? If it's a good or a bad thing, but they're here to stay. Simple as that. They're a bit all over the place. That everything seems to have. A, every time you turn around, now it's a subscription. It just gets so boring after a while. Um, you know, the money coming out of my account. I was looking at my bank the other day, thinking, "What am I paying for? These subscriptions everything. coming out, and it adds up. It really does add up." Um, actually, I want to move on because uh, speaking of subscriptions, there is one that we're not paying for at the moment, or some of us aren't. And um, the question is, will we pay for it when the time comes that we have to? And this is Apple TV+. Plus. Now, when it was launched, Apple would offer a one-year free to anyone who bought a new device. But then, of course, at the end of that year, you've got to pay. But what happened is, because of the pandemic, they decided, and apparently also because they were struggling to keep subscribers and make Apple TV+, Plus attractive, uh, they've extended that uh, twice, I think it is, since then. So yeah. there is a period where this will run out. And the question is, will you keep Apple TV Plus when you've got to start paying for it? No. Next. <laughs> okay. No. It's awful. It's awful. I mean, everything is audio described. You know, that's, that's the, the yeah, great the point of great, it. Yeah. But that's because they've got about three shows on there. Yes, okay, I'm <laughs> exaggerating, but uh, no, they just, that's the reason they extended it. So if you bought an iPhone 11, then it was going to run out December or something, you know, and then they extended it to February, and now it's July 2021, um, because they were expecting to have more content. Now, the corona and the pandemic, of course, have halted production on shows, um, but yeah, it just hasn't got that grab for me. There's not enough there. Even at the price, what is it? Is it something like $5 a month? Yeah. I don't know, because I'm not paying, because i got the free one. But, yeah, it just hasn't... You need that content. You, you know, you've got the Disney+, Plus. you've got the Netflix out there. It just can't compete. Okay. Mark, are you keeping it? No, sorry. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because of my kids. Okay. What do, the, what do your kids watch on Apple TV? There's kids shows on there. Um, Snoopy. Um, oh, the on. Muppet stuff. Uh, the Muppets are on it. The Muppets are on Apple TV, aren't they? You see, this is where I, I get so, uh, oh, this yeah, is where yeah, I get so confused. Are the Muppets on Apple TV or are they on Disney Plus? You see, this is where everything kind of <laughs> it just merges me. into one, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. That's why you need to subscribe to every single service. I I pretty much do. Yeah, I mean, I, with Amazon Prime Video and Apple TV Plus and Disney Plus and CBS, which is becoming paramount. Um, and then what else do I have? I've got Bell Alt TV, so I can get my local right. stuff. We've probably got about you know one hundred fifty dollars worth of subscription. It's my, my might as well get a. Satellite back on the roof of my house. But I was see, it's great we cut those cables, isn't it? Well, I, and that's that the point. I'm, I'm still paying for my satellite subscription at home as well, which now 
it weirdly encompasses, because I don't know if you've been reading about this, but Netflix are upping their prices. And um, there was talk about the Netflix price change here in the UK as well. It's changing everywhere. And mm. when I, I subscribed to Netflix via my satellite provider, and for some reason, and I, mm. I feel this will change at some point, but they have kept it at like five quid a month, which is nothing really. Yeah, and yet too. it's gone up and up and up on the other side. But for some reason, I'm still paying five quid for it a month. So what, ten dollars or something? It's not even as much as that. It's just ridiculous that I'm, you know, that that's the case. Although maybe I've yeah. said that, Pay I'll more. be getting <laughs> charged more now. Can't wait. Uh, although I have got a theory on this. I think that with the Apple One bundle, it's going to be less of a problem because more people, if they sign up to the Apple One bundle. Apple TV's just brought into that, and you'll get it whether you want it or not. So, you know, I don't think they're too worried about it, to be honest. I think that's probably why Apple One was born, um, among other reasons. Anyway, we've got lots more to talk about. We're going to get into your feedback as well here on Double Tap Canada. Keep that feedback coming. one 971 1999 That's the number. Or feedback at ami.ca. Double Tap Canada will be back after this. This is Double Tap Canada. Have your say right now. Call or text 1-844-971-1999 or email feedback at ami.ca. Now, back to the show. Uh, all right, let's uh, get back into it then. Uh, right, Mark, how long have we got left on the show? Because I've been just talking and talking. Ten, and talking. About 10 minutes. Right, about, okay. Yeah, good 10 minutes. I was going to bring in some other stories, actually, I saw this week. Uh, you brought up one, actually, because I was, I was intrigued about this whole issue with my HomePod last week, my HomePod Mini. Actually. Yes, we talked about that. Yeah, I remember. You sent me an article that says how to turn off HomePod Mini proximity notifications and well, vibrations. Well, because you know why I sent you that? I sent you that because I figured if you work it backwards, you could turn it on. That's exactly <laughs> what I did. That's exactly what I did. And I think I've got it working. It actually works. Now. Although I also think, if I'm honest, I'm an idiot. Um, and that is really the only answer. I mean- I'll let Sean feel that way. I was going to say, free to, <laughs> feel free to disagree with me on this, but apparently if you update the HomePods to the latest version of iOS 14.4, at least on the, the phone side, you then can update the HomePod minis, uh, which well, will then give that Well, that begs the question. Feature. How on earth do you update the HomePod? Well, you have to update it's the software first, and then you've got to go into the Home app, and then you've got to go to settings on your HomePod, and then you've got to see oh if God. you can update it from there. It should, in theory, so. do it by itself. But if you go into the HomePod on, and I have to be honest, the Home app on the the Apple thing, I just I can't really get my head around it. Yeah, I think they're still trying to figure that one out. I don't like it at all. Not, I don't. Um, yeah, makes no sense to me. Actually, just before I, just as I mentioned this, I've started using shortcuts on my phone. Oh. But, but I have to be honest, I wasn't that excited about shortcuts. But the reason I'm excited now is because I've realized that shortcuts and widgets work together. So you yes, can have a shortcut do. and you can then make that shortcut happen on your uh, phone. So, for example, on the front page now, I've got one. Um, it says start Zoom meeting because I'm always rushing last minute to jump on a meeting. And I think oh, I can just go here. I can double tap this and I'm in the room. Oh, so nice. So nice. You so, hated shortcuts. I can't believe you, you did such a U-turn on that. They are yeah. great. Oh, well, it's not even so much. I, I just, I didn't About see. Time. I didn't see a use to the, for them. To be honest, the problem mm-hmm. being that I can't ever remember anything. So I'd have to remember each individual <laughs> one, and I'd be like, "Oh, what was what was the shortcut again? What was the command?" And I can't remember. Whereas now yeah. I can put them on my home uh, screen, and you, actually, that combination is really nice. And it, actually, just a little aside. 
for voiceover users. You can attach those shortcuts to gestures as well. So you can do things with your phone, um, you know, sneaky things that you can't do when you're sighted. Sorry, Mark. Oof. But, you know, that's life. <laughs> you're missing out. Yeah, you're missing out. You, know you, know you know what devices are coming out in Canada finally? Uh, the, surf, the Surface Duo. Oh, really? Oh. oh. Yeah, it, uh, it was released last year in the U.S. Um, it's it's coming out in, I think, just a couple of weeks now in Canada, and uh, everybody's really excited about this. Anybody who's used this dual-screen phone slash, I guess, phablet at this point uh, have been loving it. Uh, I, I, I continue to play with mine and update it, and every software update, it gets even better. So I, I'm curious to see what people on this side of the pond or this side of the border actually think about this one. Yeah, and you're getting well, Android I- 11 as well. Yeah. How long have you had yours now for? Mike? I got it, you know, the first week it came out in the U.S., I had Mitchell pick one up and send it to me. So um, I've had it for quite some time. And it's, you know what? It, again, every software update, they tweak it. They make it more responsive. They make it better. They've got this Microsoft kind of skin on it that really makes it really, you know, you can use apps on two screens very easily, uh, you know, join things left and right. Like there's a, a whole thing that's called share, for example. You hit share and it opens one note on the left side and opens Teams on the right side. Or you can have Office open on one side and Teams on the other side, and you can actually share content back and forth. Um, quite intuitive. It's really, really neat. Yeah. That does sound cool. Uh, can you get one with just one screen? <laughs> no, I think that would... I, they would call that the Surface... Single? Surface? Surface, Surface. <laughs> What's the Surface Neo? Pro? Is that the smaller one? Neo's the bigger one. Oh, Neo bigger is going to be the larger, larger one. It's going to be about a, uh, I think, what is it, seven inches, seven inch diagonal. Like, you know, I tried. Is that specs. per screen? Um, per screen, correct. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's going to be more of a, you know, kind of phablet, I guess. But I really, I really like this. I'm holding it in my hand now, and it's still one of the best hinges I've ever experienced in my life. And and they do. <laughs> Microsoft does You're such a nerd. Really good. You're such I know. a nerd. You keep saying how much you, you know what, but you know you what? You keep fondling it. You hold just this in your hand, Sean. I, you hold this for five minutes, you, you'll be like, well, that hinge no, no, is I, really No, no, I'm exactly good. the same. It just reminds me when you used to walk around those electronic shops, you know, and just open the cassette decks to see click, what yeah, the action was like. Click, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like. Same with the clamshell phones. I remember when the first clamshells came out over here, and um, they had a really satisfying clunk to them. Yep. You know, I remember I had an NEC E606. I don't know if you had that in Canada. Um, it was the first 3G phone. Now, this thing could barely make a phone call. I mean, it was useless in its first few months. I got one, like, on day one of 3G. And I think I was the only person on Earth that had 3G, so I couldn't video call anyone. And then the one person <laughs> I could video call, I basically just got a still image for the, the five minutes that I could. I think you only could get five minutes of a call. Remember those days? You could only get like five minutes and it would start charging you a hundred quid a second. Um, but it was just unbelievable, the amount of uh, of tech. And I remember my Sony Ericsson, what was the one I had? Z1010. That had the best hinge ever. That would t- I'll tell you something, in a, in a hinge off, this would beat your Surface Duo. I guarantee We're talking it. about hinges. A hinge off. <laughs> oh my God. In a hinge off, that's what... Uh, that's why I say we'd win. Anyway, shall we get some emails? Got lots of feedback in uh, over the past week. Mark, if you could have a look at some of the emails. We got one from Jerry. Jerry writes, good afternoon, guys. You do a very good job with your podcasts. I'm wondering if you would know of any apps that you can download for the Mac so that I could text with different users, but not necessarily Apple users. I just have a Wi-Fi signal. I do not have a smartphone or a new phone. I'm wondering if it would be possible, and if so, could you please get back to me and tell me what good app would be available for uh, a Samsung user? 
Mm, okay. Well, you know, first off, I would say iMessage, but then you don't have a phone. So that means you don't have a phone number. And I'm guessing you can't use iMessage without a phone number. No. See, that's, that's what immediately jumped to iMessage, because it used to work years ago. I'm sure you could do that, but no. If Maybe you by email address? A, and I, well, that, only two other iMessage users. So you can't. Yeah, I that's don't think right. You yeah. can send an iMessage through SMS to any other text. So no, no, it's only other to other Apple users. Okay, exactly. So, but I th- there are services out there that you can subscribe to that would allow you to do that. But I don't know if there's. Oh yeah, Jerry, yeah, just go spend more money. Well, exactly, exactly. I, yeah, I think we need some uh, recommendations if there is a way. to Well, go. I'll give you one. I'll say I'll say Signal because uh, Signal is. I mean, I know everyone seems to think it's boring now and gone. It's only been around a week. But um, what I did like about it was, although, again, I think you need, I'm saying this, I think you need a phone number for Signal in the same way you do with WhatsApp. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. Uh, yeah, but the thing is, you can use any other, you know, I mean, you could use Skype or Zoom or whatever, but it, the, the, the functionality of sending an SMS message, um, that, that's the struggle you're going to find. And finding an accessible one, that's going to be the challenge. There are lots of services out there that will give you virtual numbers, um, Yes. VoIP, you know, you could do that. But again, texting people, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Better with email. Just send an email. I mean, if you're on the computer, you'd send an email to someone. Surely that's a better idea. I'm sure you can do it through Skype. Maybe Skype's somewhere. Who oh, uses Skype? Well, if you want to send it to... Okay, sorry, Jerry, you can't no, use Skype, it. Skype right, had Steven SMS Sisson. features at one point. Yeah, but who, who cares? Yes, I mean, it's so old and boring. It's like, I mean, it's like... Jerry you know, cares. Facebook Stephen anymore? Jerry cares. <laughs> It's all about Jerry, guys. Come on. What We're trying to answer Jerry's questions here. What's Greg saying this week? Who's Greg? <laughs> well, we don't get time for we, that one. We have one minute. Oh, right. Okay. Well, we're not, we're not Regarding gonna... your text to speech discussion. Blah, 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 blah. You, know what, you know what, Greg? We're going to get to your question next week. First stop next, next week. Cliffhanger. Yes, exactly. Right. We will get Maybe to we'll start, next Maybe we'll start with questions next week. But why not? That's right. We might actually get through them then. Uh, okay. <laughs> Listen, that's it for our show this week. Thank you for listening. If you want to give some feedback, we'd love that. As always, keep them emails coming. Give us your thoughts on what we've been saying this week. Feedback at ami.ca. Would you buy yourself a Facebook smartwatch? No. We're not so sure. one 971 1999 Keep in touch with us. We'll continue the conversation next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and keep your feedback coming. Call one 971 1999 and leave us a voicemail. Email feedback at ami.ca. We're also on Twitter at Double Tap Canada and on Facebook. Can't wait till next week? Ask your smart speaker to play Double Tap Canada or listen on the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Catch you again next time. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca.